Hello and welcome to the Oklahoma Venture Forum podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Golding. I'm joined today by Justin Wilson, the Managing Director and President of Plains Venture Partners, also an I2E company. Plains Ventures. Plains Venture. Plains Venture Partners is actually one of our funds. Right. It's one of our fund series uh, that focuses on the uh, Series A or you know that that term is kind of losing its meaning in the venture world today. But like, but mature companies, right. companies that have that you might define as as having established product market fit and are looking to achieve market penetrance or or you know kind of market capture or scale. So not early stage, not C, not angel, not not pre MVP, no, 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 not even yeah. MVP stage, right? Yeah, that fund is focused upon you know, at companies at that stage. Right. Um, and Plains Ventures manages a series, you know, uh, uh, a series of funds um, that are focused specifically on the seed stage. That's, and I would say that, you know, really, and we'll get into kind of our structure and where, where we come from and, and how we're made up, that's, that's in, in a lot of ways, that's our bailiwick, right? Like is that, that seed stage, that helping, you know, that, that finding companies at the point where they have a really, really good idea, they may or may not have the product fully developed, they may or may not have uh, any primary customers, um, and we, we dig in, we find that that nugget of value creation, that, that spark that could become something something real. And that's really the, you know, for most of our activity, that's when we get in. An extremely but, important mm-hmm. part of the timing yeah. process, right? Maybe a, a something that has huge potential could wither and die at this space if they yeah. don't find the right partners, the right relationships, yeah. the right, the right it, it's not more, yeah. it's not just capital, it's a yeah. lot of things that come along with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, and I don't have to tell anybody that's likely to be listening to this podcast that fundraising is hard yeah. and it is just one tiny little piece of what it takes to build a successful business. It's hard and it, there's, I, I always say that there's infinite ways that a company can die and only a few ways in which they succeed. Uh, and, um, you know, and we're, we are willing to do so much more than just solve that that financial uh, uh, part of it. Obviously, right. can't do much without that, and that's <laughs> what we're here for. But we, you know, we believe that that you know, and it's I'd say it's fundamental to why planes exists at all. Was you know, years and years and years ago, some people believed that this this concept that venture can you know that innovation only exists on the coast right. is preposterous silly idea it's it's preposterous on space right and they said okay well for it to work here what are the things that we need to be willing to do right. what are the things that we need to do that will serve the specific needs of the you know the broad base of of entrepreneurship and innovation um, in between the coasts so that be that in Oklahoma and in places like Oklahoma right right um, and that is that is to not you know we don't need this this um, you know kind of follow me you know idea of well polished perfection. If you have a uh, an idea or a concept or a product that has a clear value creation mechanism, and maybe you haven't you know maybe you're a technical founder or a scientist or an inventor or something to that effect, and or, you've never or thought a farmer. about farmer. Yeah, or a farmer, <laughs> farmer right? Can exactly. Come off the right? farm like, or the cattle yeah. ranch. Yeah. Or the wheel field. We you know the the name planes is intentional, yeah. right? Like it, it is meant to kind of effectuate this. You know, we are in, in so many ways a blue-collar venture capital fund. We're here to do work, not, you know, not, you know, be the sexy glitz and glamour that, that so many get caught up in venture capital today. Right. We're here to understand what it is that, that you know, how you're going you're gonna, to uh, create value for your customers and, and figure out what it is that we need to do to help you get there. 
So the fund was stood up in 2019. Well, so n- yes and no, right? Okay. Like, so Planes is is just a name, a new name for something that I2E, the company that we were born out of, uh, um, has been doing for 20 years, right? right? So I2E um, was established 25 years ago, nearly or so thereabouts. We're pretty close, I think. Um, yeah. You know, as and it was just this idea that you know we need you know the state. Uh, and the people within the state recognized that we there needed to be a way to support and and um, and 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 offer uh, resources to pe- to would be innovators and entrepreneurs right. here in the state, and so they started you know purely as a service, uh, and they you know did that at an ext- at an extraordinary level, and they did extraordinary things for the for the people of the state for a long time, and at one point they said, well you know what would really help these founders money, right. uh, you know, and so, so through a, a really innovative um, partnership with the state early on that I, I honestly can't, con- I, looking back, it is, it was revolutionary. Right. Um, but, but through that, they, you know, they said, all right, look, we're going to test that this will work and we'll demonstrate that if we invest in these companies and understand our risk tolerances mm-hmm. and understand what it is, the, the, the kind of nose to the grindstone hard work that needs to be done, we can prove that this is not only you know possible, but you know it can be done repeatedly and successfully right here. Right. Uh, and so it was born out of that. Ultimately, as that matured and grew, and as that was as that kind of idea was born into fruition, um, what what was needed was a way to 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 kind of really put the emphasis on that you know what what has grown up within that was a professional fund management. Uh, uh, firm, right, right, and so we, yes, we have that legacy that was born of managing money in partnership with the state. Um, that's still a, a, a vital part of what we do, and something that we're very, very proud of. But we're a, you know, we're also and largely a for-profit uh, private fund manager with private LPs, like you might see in um, in any other, you know, venture capital uh, environment in the world. Which and you were so you're recently on a, a venture capital panel for Oklahoma Venture Forum with two other venture capitalists who how all all three of you had very different kind of formats yeah. and formulas for how you work right which is uh, one of the great things about venture capital and investing and and developing new businesses is there's a, a bunch of different ways you can do it well mm-hmm. right absolutely so absolutely in that on the on that forum you were getting questions and answers from the crowd curious I want to ask you your kind of favorite question someone asked you something you really thought this was a great question and if there were any questions that surprised you good or bad from from the uh, the OVF venture forum uh panel that we had recently well so it's funny you asked that um and i'm probably going to give you a creative non-answer here but uh so forgive me if, if this is rambling and goes nowhere but you know w- part of what makes me an ideal fit for this job and part of what makes me uh you know maybe a bad person to answer this question <laughs> is i don't have to pretend to be interested in something right like uh, right. all of it is interesting to me uh, and in fact the thing that interests me the most is when someone is interested in something okay so like if if what what i loved about that panel was the enthusiasm at which the the audience members were were genuinely wanting to understand Okay, how does this work, and what are these different perspectives? You know, there was a uh, on that panel. There was a, a fund of funds partner. Right. There was you know us a traditional GP, and then there was a a, a corporate VC. Those are very distinct and unique perspectives yeah. on this on this world, and so it was so interesting. Uh, you know, I, I loved how like some of the some of the people in the audience 
like genuinely just wanted to know from the perspective of an entrepreneur, like how how should they tackle right. you know this 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 very kind of difficult and you know and sometimes overly opaque process or, or and sometimes intimidating process yeah very intimidating yeah exactly right. and what are some of the ways that that you know I, I love the one that um, you know it was a question something to the effect of you know what do you wish that founders did differently right. or something right and uh, and so that's a you know. Venture capitalists can very rightfully um, <laughs> get real self-important a lot, and they love to prescribe what everyone else should be doing well. Um, and so I'm I'm always very hesitant. Um, but you know, I I would urge you know to some extent the ability of a founder to sell their idea is what is is you know every company right. that becomes a success has a failure moment, and they typically succeed not based upon some sound fundamental at the time, they succeed based upon a founder's ability to thoroughly communicate a vision. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, I, I echoed, I think I believe I believe I said something along those lines in the in the panel and I talked about how it is so utterly important that the founder be able to show alignment in the different components of their vision um, and stuff. And so that you know that's just something I would urge all founders to consider is you know, at some point you were a salesman and, right. and sell. At many points you're a sell. salesman. Right? Sell. <laughs> Everyone mm-hmm. is in sales whether they think yeah. they are or not, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're a founder or someone who's trying to do something uh, on their own, if you will, right? The stand mm-hmm. up their own business, start up, et cetera, or just be the boss, right? Mm-hmm. Be the ultimate person in charge. Mm-hmm. Something else interesting about yourself and the other two venture capitalists that were on that panel is mm-hmm that none of you had what what most people would think is probably a prototypical education background. (laughs) None of you had a straight business degree as your bachelor's degree, uh, started doing different things and then migrated your way to this, this, this part of business. Mm -hmm. So from, from your perspective, going back to getting that, that bachelor's degree, what were you thinking? What what was your plan for the future? And then how did, as life often does, did you get taken down a path and end up where you are now? So again, I'm you know I'm I'm uproariously long-winded, um, and you, you ask which is great for podcasts. Yeah, no, it was you, perfect for podcasts. Yeah, you ask uh, how to get there, and I'm going to tell you how the road is made. And so, uh, my apologies up front, and you can stop me if I if I get off course. But to understand that, you have to a little you have to understand a little bit about where I come from. So I grew up in a, a tiny little town in southeastern Oklahoma. I am in Elkie. I'm proud of it. Me too. Um, but I grew up in extreme poverty, right? And um, so my my father was a rodeo cowboy. He was the larger than life like a uh, kind of renaissance man an artist and a poet and a you know an outlaw of all of all you know strives um, and he unfortunately passed away when I was three and then my mother struggled with um, with substance and, and things throughout my life and so for me education itself was the goal right? right it was my way out the only things that I were particularly good at certainly wasn't good at sports uh, although I love them uh, you know the only things I were particularly good at were was school and connecting with people um, you know, I was uh, a good math student, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't spectacular. I was just, you know, typically good at those things. And so I moved out on my own when I was 14. And, and for me, the goal uh, at, in life at all, it wasn't that I, I was choosing not to be, to pursue a path in venture capital. Right. I wasn't choosing, I wasn't <laughs> like, I wasn't like opting against right. these things. I didn't even know it existed. Um, I probably didn't know what a venture capitalist was until I was 30. I, I mean, or, or certainly in my 20s. I, I definitely yeah. was very much an adult before I figured out what these yeah, things were and absolutely. what they meant and, and how they kind of related to the real yeah. world. So for me, it was get a, uh, get a scholarship that would allow me to go to Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, 
I managed to pull that off. Oklahoma State had a better basketball team. I like the color orange. People in Stillwater were real nice to me. That's where I went. That works. Um, and then once I got there, it was, oh, my goodness, what now? And the only types of success I'd ever heard of at that point were doctors and lawyers. And I might have made a decent lawyer, but um, it didn't, you know, uh, <laughs> I tell some off-color jokes about that. And, uh, and so <laughs> I felt like it wasn't for me. And so I said, you know what, I'll be a doctor. It provides this opportunity to make this impact and this, have this, you know, support people's lives and, and sure. kind of build a, help them build a foundation for their health. And they're, they're, they trust you with this intimate relationship. Um, but unfortunately, like, those are really good reasons to, to pursue medicine, but they're not the right reasons to pursue medicine. Not for everyone. Right? Right, um, yeah. And it certainly wasn't enough, and it, it, it kind of just hid the fact that I really didn't want to do that so much as I didn't know what to do. Sure. Uh, and I'm comfortable with my own vulnerability. I, you know, uh, it was a mistake and one that my own hubris, like, led me, you know, to take way too far. Um, so I got a degree in physiology at Oklahoma State. I still, I'm still an orange bleeding cowboy and I'm proud of it. And then went to medical school at OU where it was an utter disaster. Uh, and uh, it's like one of those things where it's an unfortunate place to find out, to have to admit to oneself that you don't want to do it. Right. Um, and so I left med school and, and uh, you know, before, before completing, I'll you know, put it that way, uh, my third year. Um, and had to, for the first time in my life, like really think about what is it that I, you know, what was it, that, you know, those principles that I like that were good reasons, but not the right reasons. Right. What was I trying to achieve and what other places in the world could I, could I find that and actually it be a good fit? Sure. And so, you know, I spent a little bit of time just, you know, doing a manual labor job just to clear my head here in Oklahoma City. And, um, and then, you know, you know, and I was very fortunate to have met the, the girl that would go on to be my wife. And um, while I was Big here, catalyst in, in, in put to putting you on the next level. Right? Absolutely. There you go. I mean, it's the most, the most important investment anyone can make right. in their life. There's no question. Um, and I strongly suggest that anyone that's listening to this, regardless of where they are, um, if you want a great marriage, marry an Oklahoma girl. Uh, you know they are the best. <laughs> so uh, the uh, or boy for you know for this. <laughs> so um, the you know so at, at that point you know I was you know fortuitously exposed to the world of nonprofit, and you know I I'm you know I'm I'm something of a uh, of a uh, sucker for you know being able to do something good in someone's lives, and and so it solved. You know, nonprofit was it offered me so a way to 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 do, you know, to achieve that impact and that right. that that you know being a positive factor in my community where I had only seen kind of negative factors in my community sure. um, in in my youth, and so you know it was it felt like a good fit for a while, uh, and it was I, mean, I still love it I still very much uh, support nonprofits and and I'm still you know close with some of those that I worked with. Um, but what I've ended up finding, you know, through a, also a, you know, a bit of luck was uh, that, you know, while it was it was a great way for me to f fulfill that impact and, and fulfill, you know, this kind of force for community building and, and, and good at scale. It didn't quite scratch my analytical itch enough, you know. I remember I'm a you know I'm a math kid, I'm a science major, right. you know, and I need a fair amount of of kind of analytical rigor to, Just to go a little doing. deeper. Yeah. 
And so by, you know, happenstance, I was uh, offered the opportunity to be a a presidential political appointee in Washington, D.C. in the end of the Obama administration. And so my, you know, my wife and I moved to Washington, D.C. and did that for a couple of years. And uh, then I was offered the extraordinary opportunity to uh, come and, you know, um, actually, I'll back up a bit. Uh, In the Obama administration, I was I was helping to manage um, an entity that is mostly unknown, but is effectively um, a bond fund on behalf of, of tribes that man- it's overseeing the financial aspects of the trust relationship that the tribes and the federal government have that's very complicated. Yeah. Um, and that exposed me, while I didn't do any investing in that role, it exposed me to the, oh my goodness, this, this, the capital markets offer this, this ability for impact. And yes, they offer ability for great destruction and, and pain right? <laughs> like, and exploitation, but they, off- they also offer they're just a tool that can be used for building or destruction right. and and at scale. And it also offers that analytical um, aspect that I you know, kind of crave. Um, and so I was very, very fortunate. So I'm a, I'm a Choctaw. I'm a really proud Choctaw. If it weren't for the tribe, I wouldn't have eaten uh, growing up uh, a lot. I was raised, uh, as it were, by my big old Choctaw granny that was just the most wonderful person on earth. And uh, and I had the, I was afforded the amazing opportunity to you know come close to home, you know, in the, to the DFW area from Washington D.C. and help stand up a private equity sleeve on behalf of my tribe, and you know and you know um, that we had great success and it was an unbelievable experience and I'm so grateful for it, and it was there you know so at that point I had a physiology degree and you know a smattering of medical school and I have you know I'd never taken an uh, economics class I'd never taken an accounting class um, I'd never taken a direct finance class and, you know I ha- I'm passionate I like to learn things and I'll teach myself but that that m- creates big blind spots. And so, you know, I knew, you know, I was managing money on behalf of my tribe. And because it was the tribe that made sure I had enough to eat growing up, I knew the stakes. Right. Uh, And I said, in order to do this well, I need to seek some additional education. And so I was, you know, again, very fortunate and was able to um, uh, to attend the Yale School of Management and um, and get an MBA. And it was a transformative experience. Um, And, the you know, at every step of the way, I was so grateful for these these very lucky roles that I had I had been exposed to, you know, at every step of the way, um, at, you know, and, and uh, invariably at every step of the way, there was something that came along that I just couldn't say no to. Um, when my wife and I left Oklahoma City for Washington, D.C., you know, we we agreed up front that our yes, it may may not be a direct route back home, but ultimately we want to be do it, it means more to us to do something meaningful at home. Right than it would be to be a part of something maybe established and big somewhere else. Right. Um, and uh, I, so I, um, you know, I always was, you know, we, we never stayed away too long. And we were always open to opportunities, you know, here in the city. And I had been, you know, running off at the mouth uh, for years saying that it was preposterous, again, that, you know, that, you know, all my coastal friends didn't think that it was possible right. to do VC in the center of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was very fortuitously um, connected to uh, a gentleman, uh, the CEO of, of I2E, you know, Scott Meacham, uh, via another one of your guests and one of my fellow panelists at OVF, uh, Kevin Moore. Kevin, right. And once I, you know, and I didn't even really know what 
um, what I2E did or what, what was then called IMC High, I2E Management Company did. And once I like once I got to know Scott a little bit and, and understand the vision and understand what they had done to establish this foundation that that would allow us to not only, you know, invest in companies, but deliver tremendous value to companies, especially at that seed stage and, and provide a continuum of capital throughout their journey and support them in, in ways much beyond the check, all while simultaneously building up you know, comfort with this thesis within the market, within Oklahoma, right. demonstrating w- internally and to the world at large that this is potent. And in the ripple possible. effects of economic yeah. impact. Absolutely, right? right? Like, sure. So this, this, this not only provides, you know, a path to the dreams of these entrepreneurs, but it provides, a, you know, for a much more, uh, uh, you know, a kind of a much more robust and, and stable and, and dynamic, you know, economy for the place that I love the most. Exactly. Right? Like, and so it was, it wasn't even, it was not possible to say no to that. <laughs> As a win, win, win. Yeah. I felt like if anything, we were in the first inning. And, and so, you know, I, it, it was, I was, you know, pretty excited to come in and, and be a part of that. And, and, you know, we, we quickly decided that, you know, what we needed to do was establish a little bit of clarity. And so let's, let's, let's uh, announce to the world that there is this, this thing that they may not even fully understand or know about this, this true kind of venture capital fund manager that will be making, you know, that will be delivering, you know, superior risk-adjusted returns to its its LPs and will be providing extraordinary economic, uh, you know, um, uh, a catalyst for the state um, and, you know, a, 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 a willing partner uh, for entrepreneurs and a, a, a path to doing something really special to people that just want to work in, in, an, in an innovative environment. Here in Oklahoma. Yeah. Either staying yeah. here or attracting them from yeah. other places. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so you, you've you've started to build a portfolio of companies mm-hmm. that, that you're doing exactly that with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we talked about Oklahoma, about entrepreneurs, about they say we can't do it here, but you and I know that you can. Oh, yeah. I have so, proof. I have proof. Exactly. So what's your piece of advice? What's your favorite piece of advice? Or what would you like to convey to someone listening to this right now who's an entrepreneur? They're, they're going to put their build their business in Oklahoma, or it's here now yeah. and they're trying to grow it. What, what's, the, what's the best piece of advice you can give them on how yeah. to be most successful? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not some sort of magician, right? And, um, and in fact, you know, part of what attracted me to this role, as I said, was that blue collar, like, we are not here for smoke and mirrors. And there's so much of that that occurs right. globally in venture capital. It is, it is you know, uh, greater fool theory at scale. Right, they're betting that they can, you know, you know, build enough enthusiasm for something before everyone realizes that there's no value creation there. Right. And so, you know, we, you know, it's not within me to to, you know, participate in that. And it's and it's not what will work in Oklahoma. And so, what we've done, uh, you know, what what this company has done throughout its history, and what we will continue to do into the future, and what I think a lot of venture capitalists and entrepreneurs that um, are you know hitched to them are learning the hard way with the current kind of market term, turmoil, is that if there is no fundamental value creation thesis, right, it will you know you are just at the whims of of macro factors that could cut you know cut you off at the knees right and so you know for the for the founders in Oklahoma and beyond that 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 believe that they have they have a, an idea that can create value that that they want to do that hard work 
right, that they want to, you know, that they want to put in the extra uh, effort to, to being able to build something real, impactful, and sustainable at a sca- that can scale. Right. And they want to work alongside us to do it. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't wait to meet you. It's hard work, but it's absolutely doable. Absolutely. And the tools are in place. You just have to uh, be open to the process, reach out, be Mm -hmm. uh, involved in the community, be be part of the venture capital. All of these things come together Mm -hmm. to ultimately create the opportunity for someone who's willing to work for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You know, we, you know, we are not going to be a good destination for, you know, for someone that is looking to do something with smoke and mirrors, right? Right, right. You know, we want you, we want to, you know, my goal is to create a, you know, a process that people know coming in, they know exactly how to demonstrate their value, their idea uh, in a way that, that communicates its value that, you know, we can, we can get there quickly, right? right? Like that's my goal right now. I'm, I'm liable to fail in so many ways. I fall short of that ideal, but, um, but that's, that's what I'm working towards, right? Um, Is, is a way for those who, who are, that they have that discipline and and oh my god we have those we have them coming out of the woodwork right, right. there's so there's a heavy supply in Oklahoma of of founders that are willing to do that work yes. if anything i have to encourage a lot of them <laughs> guys we need to you know we need to be able to paint a grand vision you have a grand vision you you're delivering something unbelievable here that could, that has world changing effects Let's not be shy about saying how big it's going to be, right? Like, let's just also paint a you know a very real picture of, of exactly what it's going to take to get us there. Thank you, Justin, so much for uh, having this conversation with me today on the podcast, giving a completely different perspective to venture capital, to funding, to the ways that ideas become real companies yeah. that become sustainable businesses yeah. right here in Oklahoma. Thank you for participating at uh, the Oklahoma Venture Forum, uh, Forum as well. And continuing to help all of us educate ourselves, each other, and everyone in the economic and entrepreneurial community of Oklahoma that we absolutely can do it here. Mm -hmm. That you don't have to go to the coast to be successful. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you.